Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of First Chronicles, chapter 29. Here's Pastor Ryan. God has chosen. He is young and inexperienced. And the work is great because the temple is not for man, but for the Lord God. Now for the house of my God, I have prepared with all my might gold for things to be made of gold, silver for things of silver, bronze for things of bronze, iron for things of iron, wood for things of wood, onyx stones, stones to be set, glistening stones of various colors, all kinds of precious stones and marble slabs in abundance. Moreover, because I have set my affections on the house of my God, I have um, given uh, to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, my own special treasure of gold and silver, 3,000 talents of gold, of the gold of Ophir, and 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the houses, the gold for the things of gold and the silver for the things of silver and for all kinds of work to be done by the hands of craftsmen. Who then is willing to consecrate himself this day to the Lord? And so here David just, uh, you know, tells the assembly how his heart was was you know, that he 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 prepared you know with all of his might the preparations to build the house like the temple of the lord like with his heart he really with everything all of the might that he had in his old age he gave it all for the preparation and then he says moreover because i have set my affection to the house of my god i have of mine own proper good the king james says of gold and silver which i have given to the house of my god over and above all that i have prepared for the holy house david is saying i prepared my heart i've given it with all of my might I have affection for God's heart or for God's house and thus I've given out of my own treasure. And so this is what David is saying. He's saying, man, I, I set my heart right towards God's house. Like I have affection for the house. But why, why such a great affection for God's house? It's because David had a great affection for God himself. We see David's love coming through towards God. You know, I've done this with all of my might. I've set my, I, I've set my affection on the house of the Lord. And, and so the question needs to be asked for us. Is that something that we should perhaps have? Should we have an affection for God's house? Some would say no, right? Which they say today, like, a church is just a building. The church is the people, they're right to a certain extent. Amen to that. You're right. The church is the people. 
But when Jesus gives you a church like he did to Sweet Hills, there's gratitude, there's thanksgiving, there's acknowledgement that it's a miracle, there's an acknowledgement that during COVID we got a building. There's an acknowledgement that we have very little money and we got a building. There's an acknowledgement that our kids have six classrooms. There's an acknowledgement that there's a kitchen and a dining area and offices and a dirt lot to mess with. And, and you know what I mean? Yeah, it's the people, but also, he also blesses his bride with the covering, with the veil. So, so yeah, I think we should have an affection. And I know that you do. I asked the guys, how many people serve at our church? Just, they couldn't get it to me on time for tonight. But it's a lot, and I'm grateful for them all. It's a lot of people who serve and show their affection. Their heart has been set to be affectionate towards his house. To see it as not is more than just a man's house. It's not a man's house. We just read, it's, it's a great work because it's not a man's palace. It's the house of the Lord. And one person cannot take care of this place. Amen? You know, your house, my house, there's enough for us to take care of and we have to take care of our own stuff, right? Your front yard, your backyard, whatever you have, it's enough for you and your family to deal with. It's your dwelling place. This. Look how big this sanctuary is. I don't think anyone in this room has a house this big to vacuum. Or yards like this. Or all of, all of the grounds. It just God, God is just saying to us tonight, this isn't a man's house. This is the Lord's house. Set your affection on it. Rejoice, sweet hills, because he's giving you a miracle. Churches have closed and are never going to reopen because of what we went through the last two years. We have friends who have churches in America that are in storefronts, that are at schools, that, you know, would, you know and, and, you know, they have to write a checkout to you know, a school or to a, a leaser, and as we did. But now we don't, we just, to the bank. That's what God has done for you. So our affection to, should continue to be on this place. That we should show, you know, love towards it. And, and thank you, Jesus, for every pew, for the, everything that's here. And don't be ashamed of it. Don't let anybody say, oh, but it's just a building. Yeah, those, that's coming from the mouth of people who have never been given a church building by God. We were given it by the Lord. Just like we thank Him for our bread, we thank Him for this place. And He tests the heart to see how we take care of this place. In Haggai chapter 1, verse 4 through 6, Lord spoke to the prophet, Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple to be in ruins? Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat, 
but do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put into a bag with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountains and bring wood and build the temple that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. And you know how the Lord says, you know, I can't be contained in a, in a house. But nevertheless, he appreciates that the people went to the effort. And with the Israelites, he was saying to them, you know, you're not being blessed financially because their affection was not on the house of the Lord. It matters. Because this is the place where the sinners are going to see this beacon, this light on the hill, literally, and stumble in here and hear the gospel and can be changed for eternity in this place where we all can say, come to our church, to anyone. Come, please, hear the gospel. That's why this is so important to the Lord. And his praises and the songs, it, it prepares people's hearts. It breaks down walls. It changes us. It changed me. I got saved on a Wednesday night. David gave from a willing heart out of his own treasury. He gave. He gave a lot. And when he was done telling the people that he did this, he then kind of challenges them, right? And he says, who then is willing to consecrate himself this day to the Lord? The King James says, who, is, who then is willing to consecrate his service unto the Lord this day? Man, I'm beginning to love the King James a lot more. That changes everything. It doesn't even mention service. But I always mention service because I always see serve the Lord. And I'm a pastor and that's, I'm supposed to continually, continually, continually uh, remind y'all to do good works. Amen? So he said, who's willing? Then the leaders of the fathers' houses, the chiefs, leaders of the tribes of Israel, all the leadership, the captains of the thousands and the hundreds, and with the officers over the king's work, offered willingly. They gave for the work of the house of God 5,000 talents and 10,000 uh, derricks of gold, 10,000 talents of silver, 18,000 talents of bronze, and 100,000 talents of iron. And whoever had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the house of the Lord into the hand of Jehovah heal the Gershonite then the people rejoiced for they had offered willingly because with a loyal heart they had offered willingly to the Lord and King David also rejoiced greatly and so the leadership of Israel is rejoicing King David is rejoicing and then when he challenges the leadership the leadership responds they give as their king also had given there's that um, example that's coming from the king to, to the captains, to the leaders, to the people. I just, I'm never surprised at how God in his divine purposes leads this church through his word. We are in the, we are about to close on this purchase. It's going to be yours soon. We got to have a taco night or something. The Lord saw to it that our church only receive the amount we need to purchase the church. 
And so we just get what we need. But here we are reading. We're reading about the leadership, David, giving his gold for like the walls of the temple, giving his silver for the craftsmen to do the building. Out of all the churches to be right here at this point in our history. And here we are. Because I feel God is calling us as a church to take care of the upgrades that our church needs. Not to get alone, but to just say, this is what we need. And like David put it out there, who's willing to consecrate themselves for the service of the Lord. And the leaders responded. So all y'all who serve with me, all the leaders and stuff, I put in a check today, like King David put in the check. I'm not a king, I'm a shepherd dog. Don't get it mixed up. But I read this and I thought, I cannot preach this without putting my money where my mouth is. So I put a check in and I'm telling all those brothers and sisters, y'all following me? Who will consecrate themselves? Who will give a little? Don't give your tithe. I'm not talking about your tithe. Tithe is for the bills, okay? That's like like taking your bill money and using it for a vacation. I hope you don't do that. But as the Lord speaks to your heart, I'm not manipulating. This is where we happen to be in Scripture. They are giving for the craftsmen to build that church, that temple. Pray about it. And follow me as I follow Christ. Jesus said in Luke 6.38, Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be put into your bosom. For the same measure that you use, it will be measured back. So Jesus says that if you give, it will be given to you. That's, that's, that's us. That's more legit than gravity. What goes up must come down. I mean, this is a spiritual, scientific law that if you give, it'll be given back to you. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6 through 8. 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 through 8. Paul says this, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. God will not leave you hanging. If you give, if you sow a lot, you'll receive a lot. God will not leave you hanging. Jesus said in Matthew 6, verse 19 through 20, that's 6, 19 through 20, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. God says where your treasure is, where your money is, None of us have a box of gold treasure coins. So maybe you do. <laughs> but 
Where your money is, that's where your heart is. I think it was Wearsby who said, show me a man's checkbook and I'll show you, you know, his love for God. The world even says, put your money where your money talks. Money, money is, has such a grip on us that we come up with reasons why we can't and we're the exception to the rule. The money thing is a faith thing. It, it's about faith. He says to give, to test our faith. I give. I don't tell you to tithe, and I don't tithe, I tithe. I'm not a pastor who says, oh, I don't tithe because I preach. No, I tithe. And I've tithed in scarce times. When the economy was bad, when the economy was good. But isn't it, wouldn't it mean more? Doesn't it mean more if the economy's bad? And everyone's struggling, but still there's this little light in the world of a people who says, I'm still going to give. And I'm going to learn to do with less. I have to learn to do with less. Cut the cable, more beans and rice. You know, the, the faith will move you to make a hole in the roof and to let your friend down who's crippled so that they can see Jesus. Faith will say, you know what, it's hard, but if I have to change my diet, if I have to change my lifestyle, if I have to, you know, more blankets, less heating, I mean, I can give something. I mean, that, that's what God's trying to produce, that there's within yourself this, this motivation by the Holy Spirit and by His Word to get you to figure it out through prayer, through 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 prayer some of my best prayers were over tithe i can't give you no i can't i'm broke and the best prayers ever work that out let it come out don't ignore well don't ignore the elephant in the room in your faith and i want to as i was thinking about this i was thinking you know there's a group out there, I don't know, probably not in our church, but I'm sure there's a group out there who says, I tithe, but I send it to, you know, name the country, but not at my church. I send it to my missionary friend, my missionary family. That's where I send. You know, biblically, Paul would write in 1 Corinthians 9, verse 7 through 11, Whoever goes to war at his own expense, who plants a vineyard and does not eat of its fruit, or to who tends a flock and does not drink of the milk of the flock, do I say these things as a mere man, or does not the law say the same also? For it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox while he treads out the grain. Is it oxen God is concerned about? Or does he say it all together for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt, this is written, that he who plows should plow in hope, and he who threshes in hope should be partaker of his hope. If we have sown spiritual things for you, is it a great thing if we reap your material things, Paul says. That's the concept behind taking care of the church that takes care of you. Wherever you get fed, whatever, whatever, whoever, whatever is your church, wherever you get fed, God says, make sure you take care of, that's where it goes. Because if not, it's like, and you know what the Lord says about like getting somebody to work for you and you not paying them, right? He says some 
pretty serious things about that. Like make sure that you, <laughs> someone works for you, you pay them honest wages, right? You don't rip off the gardener or whoever. But Paul is saying that those who feed the flock of God should be taken, of, taken care of in their physical things. So if you're feeding on the word here and being blessed, then take care of this house. And if it's at another church, take care of that. Whatever you have left over, if you want to send it to, you know, wherever, that's a love offering. That's not where your tithe go. In fact, but it's kind of like, it's, a, it's almost like, it's weird to me because I don't know how people think like, you know what, God, I'm honoring you. I'm getting your tithe and I'm sending it to Mexico. I'm getting your tithe and I'm sending that. Um, God doesn't ask us where we think his tithe should go. He says, bring it into my storehouse. So when a Christian starts like, awesome, here's my, here's my 10%. What, a, who, what homeless person am I going to give this to? The poor you'll, you'll ha will have with us always. God's not looking for, you know, uh, sacrifice and, 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 and uh, you know, uh, good works over, you know, over obedience. He wants us to care for the poor. He wants us to be obedient. He wants us to do good works. But we can't just start telling God what we're going to do um, with his money. And But tonight it's about a love offering. It's not about really your tithe. It may be. Maybe you needed to hear that. It's like a pin drop. I love giving popular messages. Listen. In my devotion this morning, it was the parable of the sower. And I know these, these messages. And I've been praying, Lord, may today's message not fall by the wayside. May today's message not fall amongst the thorns or the stony ground, but may it fall on fertile soil because the enemy wants to rob us of everything, including what God calls us to do. Which gives me peace. And we'll just leave it at that because it's a Wednesday night. Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, and mercy. You are good, Lord, so good. You've given us all things and everything that we give to you. It first has come from you. All things come from you, Lord. We're just giving back what you first gave to us. Father, you know the needs of this, your house that you've given us, the things that we'd like to do. We want to take care of the kids. We want to redo the roof and the painting of the outside and Put up some privacy fences and some guard, some just beautifying your house because we love you and our affection is towards you. We just pray that you would stir up the hearts of your people to give. For just like in King David's time, it was up to the leaders to lead by example, and um, and it trickled down 
And everybody rejoiced because people gave with a willing heart. And so give Sweet Hills a willing heart. We love you, Lord. We thank you for this building. We pray that the escrow closes and that uh, we can um, just have it completed and, and in our hands. Be the center of our fellowship, of our church. Lord, it is your church, and we're so grateful. We ask your blessing, Lord, tonight. And maybe there's somebody in here who would like to accept Christ. If you're here and you haven't accepted him and God has spoken you to repent, give him your heart. We want to give you an opportunity. Is there anybody here? Is there anybody here? Amen. Father, we ask your blessing on our fellowship now. In Jesus' name we pray and together we say, Amen. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.